My name is Charles, the lead pastor here. Welcome to Zoom Sunday service at the river. We're so glad you could join us. Well, today is a special day for Christians known as Palm Sunday. We commemorate Jesus' entering Jerusalem on his way to the cross. It's a very exciting time for us. By the way, if you have any special God stories to share, please email us at mail at riverNYC.org. It's so encouraging to hear about how God is moving in our midst. Please, take the time to write the stories and email us. I would really appreciate that. Thanks in advance. Now, since the new year, we've been going through the Bible beginning with Genesis, covering all the major characters. We've covered Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, Noah, Abraham, Jacob, and now we are in the story of Joseph. Amelia, our River Kids director, did a fabulous job last week introducing Joseph. Today, I follow it up by asking how to live with sense of promise over your life. Isn't that a good topic? When we were children, many of us felt a sense of promise over our future. You know the phrase, you can be anyone you want to be. Many children in the United States grow up hearing such things. But over time, life's challenges have beaten out of us, many of us, that kind of optimism. And yes, it's not true that we can be anything we want to be. That just doesn't happen. But it's important to hold on to the sense of promise over our future, that there are good things ahead, a sense of hope, a sense of purpose and anticipation. That's important in life. And that's why we tell that phrase to children. Because it's good to have that kind of hope in your heart. And this is one big reason why many people are attracted to faith and spirituality because when you develop faith in God, inevitably a sense of promise develops in your heart. And that's precious. It can hold you up when times get tough. Like these days, it can become an anchor in a strength that keeps you going through the pandemic. So I pray for each of us that we would emerge from this season of Lent, this season of COVID pandemic, with a richer sense of promise over our future from God. Amen. Now, Joseph was a man of faith from his youth. God gave him dreams that promised his life would be full of meaning and purpose and power. In fact, the story of Joseph begins with a dream from God. Here it is, Genesis chapter 37. This is the account of Jacob's family line. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons, and he made an ornate robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. 
Now Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, Listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brother said to him, Do you intend to reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream. What an interesting beginning to the story, right? Jacob apparently loved Joseph more than anything and anyone. But his love for Joseph does more harm than good, right? His favoritism makes Joseph a target. And Joseph too, he is so immature, he struts around and blabs about his dream, implying that all his brothers will bow down to him. He's better than any of them, and he's going to rule over them. So this shows us that faith and dreams from God can actually make us less mature, more insensitive, and hurtful to others. That's something we Christians need to remember because we can often feel special, chosen by God, like Joseph, and that can lead to harm. We need to remember God's love is unconditional. God loves each and every human being. No conditions attached. God loves all people. So what is special about faith? It's not about us. It's about God, right? And that's a good thing because that is what makes our worth unchanging. It's not about us and our characters and what we are able to do or not. It's about God who doesn't change. And that's what's special about faith. Okay, getting back to Joseph, what happens next? Well, Joseph gets sold as slave to Egypt by his brothers because they hate him. Here is the passage. Joseph's brothers pulled him out of the pit and sold him to slave traders for 20 pieces of silver and the traders took him to Egypt. Isn't that so sad? His own brothers. Our family can often hurt us the most. The dream from God promised glory and power and blessings to Joseph. But what actually happens right after is exactly the opposite. Isn't that so interesting? Because this happened to Abraham and Jacob too. As soon as they get promises and dreams and visions from God, famine happens, exile happens, and now in Joseph's case, slavery happens. This shows us tough things can happen in a journey of faith. This doesn't mean God has abandoned us or we messed up. That's what we often think when challenging things happen in life. But this is just life. God does not spare good people's sufferings and troubles. And that's not because God is mean and likes to put us to the test. It's just part of reality. Trouble strikes at random. 
cancer hits good people just as often as bad people. So please remember, as we ask God for miracles, as we ask God for special treatment because of our relationship with God, please remember, God may answer your prayers right away, or not. It may take a long time for God's promises and blessings to come through for us. That's what we've seen with Abraham and Jacob, and that's what we will see with Joseph here. That's how life and faith works. So, we should not give up on the sense of promise over our life just because we encounter hard things along the way. We need to hold on because that sense of promise itself is precious. It gives you strength in life. Joseph never gives up on his sense of promise over his life and that's what saves him in the end. Even when he gets falsely accused because he acts with integrity, he ends up getting thrown in jail. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. It's not a good place. But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. God showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison. Isn't that terrible? Acting with integrity gets Joseph thrown in a dungeon, in a prison in Egypt. But did you notice how Joseph gains favor in the eyes of the prison warden? What's remarkable about that is it's not easy to find favor with anyone if you are cynical or bitter. And that's what I would be like if I were Joseph. I would be furious, full of anger. I mean, what did he do to deserve slavery and prison? And where is God? Ever since he got promises and dreams from God, all he gets is betrayal, slavery, and now prison. If I were him, I would become bitter and turn against the whole world. My heart would be full of anger. It would be so easy to make me angry and lash out at people because the world has treated me like dirt. But that's not Joseph. He's finding favor. He is popular in prison. What is his secret? I believe it's because Joseph never loses the sense that the Lord was with him still. That's faith. Even though circumstances turn hard against Joseph, Joseph keeps holding on to faith that God is still with him. And when you believe and hold on to the sense of promise that God is always with you, good things happen. Jesus promised us, do not be afraid, I will be with you to the end of the world. If we too can hold on to that kind of faith, even when trouble hits us, even when we are treated unfairly, so we become angry in our hearts, or when we experience pandemic, when we have to struggle with isolation, with fear, with stress, our country these days seems very troubled and sick. 
at so many levels. We've seen mass shootings last couple of weeks, hate crimes. There's just a lot of pent-up frustration and anger boiling over the cracks that have always been there. Racism, hate crimes, misogyny. When we see old Asian people getting attacked and thrown to the ground, some getting killed, some getting shot, like in Atlanta, we can despair. We can cry out, how long, Lord? How long must we, must we wait for justice and fairness? Where is God? And we can lose hope. We can lose our sense of promise over life. I'll be speaking on hate crimes more next week, but for today, let me say this. Let's not lose the sense of promise over our life in America. This is our country. Even though we walk through the valley of death and hate and darkness, we shall fear no evil, for God is with us. Even if our prayers don't seem to get answered right away and life feels like a prison, we need to remember we are the people of resurrection. Even if we get shoved to the ground, we will rise up again. Even if it feels like crucif crucifixion today, just around the corner, is resurrection for us for we are the people of resurrection amen joseph's faith pays off in the end sometime later the bible tells us the cupbearer and the baker of the king of egypt who were being held in prison had a dream the same night when joseph came to them the next morning he saw that they were dejected. So he asked, why do you look so sad today? We both had dreams, they answered, but there is no one to interpret them. Then Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams. What I find so interesting about this passage is that Joseph still takes dreams seriously. Is that justified? given his own experience with dreams. Ever since he got his own dream from God, things have gotten from bad to worse, right? From slavery to prison. If I were him, I would be very skeptical about dreams. If I heard someone say they got a dream, I would be like, good luck to you. Look at what happened to me when I got my dream. Stay away. Instead, Joseph keeps taking dreams seriously and interprets correctly what would happen for the cupbearer and the baker. And it is that that gets him out of prison. It is his tenacious grip on faith and hope that enables Joseph to stand before Pharaoh because the cupbearer speaks of Joseph to Pharaoh when no one can interpret his dream. Genesis chapter 41. Pharaoh sent for Joseph and said to Joseph, I had a dream, and no one can interpret it. But I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. This passage reveals Joseph to be a changed man. He does not strut around. He does not say, 
to Pharaoh, Yeah, I'm the dream man. Bring it on. Remember what he was like in his youth to his brothers? When he paraded around about how special he is? But now he says, I cannot do it. But God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. That's humility. Joseph has matured from the boy who hurt others with how special he is, how great he is, how able he is, to now someone who says, I'm nothing special. It's God who is special, not me. That's faith. It's not about us. It's about God. It's not because of our faith, our knowledge, our righteous behavior that we deserve good, deserve, good treatment from God. No, that's not Christian faith. Our faith is in the cross. And the cross is something God did. And the cross tells us it's God's unconditional love that's special. Joseph is a changed man. Like we saw with Abraham, Jacob, and now Joseph, that's what faith does for you. It brings change in the inner heart. It brings salvation. Not just blessings and circumstances. Because doesn't it look like Joseph's life actually gets worse and worse every step of the way after he gets his dream? Ever since he dreams, everything that happens is taking him away from his dream and his, the promise of power and glory to the pit, to the slavery, and then to the dungeons of Egyptian prison. But each of those steps were actually taking him closer and closer and closer to his destiny, wasn't it? To this moment, to stand before Pharaoh, to interpret his dream so that Joseph can save many, many lives. Isn't that powerful? It looks like he was ta being taken away from his dream but in reality, he was getting closer to his dream. Every single disaster that happened. It must have felt to Joseph like his life was just getting darker and darker. He should have become cynical. I mean, if your family can sell you into slavery, who can you trust? And when he acted with integrity, that's what landed him in prison. Why not spit on this hateful world and harden your heart? Why not live with anger towards everything and everyone? Why try to help the cupbearer? But Joseph does. That's remarkable. That's what faith can do for you. This is what's inspiring about Joseph. Because we too, each and every one of you, have promised from God. Dream from God. When Jesus died on the cross, God's promise became available to you. You are worth the life of God incarnate. You are accepted, welcomed, and beloved. This is a precious promise from God 
that when you invite God into your life, it comes to you. But this sense of promise is not easy to hold on to. Our circumstances, our challenges, often make us feel betrayed, abandoned, alone, thrown away, and forgotten, like Joseph. But Joseph never gives up, keeps his faith. And that turns every single disaster that happens in the hands of God, every single disaster takes him closer and closer to Pharaoh and the destiny and the promise that Joseph had. So, when we find ourselves tempted to turn against the world, and that's easy to do these days, all the headlines, it's understandable to lose heart, lose our faith in God and in this country. But let's remember, there is promise from God over your life. God is with you. Just as God was with Joseph, God is with each and every one of us. We need to remember that and use that inner strength to make this country, this world better with our voices and our actions like Joseph did. I know this is not easy, but let's remember it's because we lose sight of God's love over each and every human being that hate crimes happen. It's despair and hopelessness and cynicism that turns human beings in your eyes into objects to be used and threats to be eliminated. All sin arises from darkness of the heart that has lost sight of God's promises. So that's what we need to repent of. We need to repent of losing faith just because hard things are happening. We need to be more like Joseph. What's sad today is that it feels like many churches in America have given in to feeling beleaguered, persecuted, and small. And that has resulted in the, in the people of faith who are lashing out. There was a devout Christian who committed Atlanta shootings. There were devout Christians, uh, many of them, among the rioters in the capital. So many of them holding up Jesus flags, praying pray evangelical style. You can tell they are Christians. Even as they destroyed and murdered, so full of anger and self-righteous indignation that that comes from a heart that has lost faith, that has given in to anger and hopelessness and feeling persecuted. More on this later. But that is not how Joseph acted, even though he really was persecuted. I mean, Christians in America, we are not sold into slavery and thrown into prisons, are we? That happened to Joseph. But Joseph held on to hope and faith and promise. And we need our churches to be full of hope and promises. Let's be a faith community that spreads promise over life. Because that's what faith is. There is promise from God over us as individuals and as a country. We will see better days. And with such faith, we will rise up together. Amen. Now, I would love to discuss all this with you, so please stick around.
for our Zoom Sunday discussions at 11.45. I just love seeing you and being able to interact with you. So please join us on our Sunday services at 11 or in our weekly Zoom groups. God bless everyone. Bye.